And welcome in. Second down presented by the Uniform Source here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Cam Ursery uh, here with you this afternoon. Uh, Christian Gokel out today, but we'll look forward to having him back here soon. Hopefully tomorrow to be able to talk uh, more about the Super Bowl and what we have coming up this weekend. Certainly can't wait for that, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now in, in the sports world that we're going to talk about today. Certainly can't wait uh, for, for everything we have to get to. Uh, I know one thing that, that we're pretty passionate about, uh, me and you, is is the NBA and just basketball in general, right? And the NBA right now is kind of a madhouse when you talk about uh, trades, potential trades, uh, rumors going around, everything, of course, going on with, with James Harden. Um, there was a before our basketball game there last Friday night, we were talking about uh, Philly basically probably almost trading their whole team pretty much to, to Brooklyn uh, to be able to get James Harden. And, and now there's there's talks of you know him pressuring the organization to, to get him out sooner and get him out before the trade deadline. Um, and, and of course there's there's other that's all theoretical, right? That's all still yet to happen. There's other big trades that have happened that that have shifted uh, some some big pieces around and and made some big moves so we'll talk about all that certainly can't wait for that and uh, we have a, actually a discussion stemming off of that that i can't wait for either but we'll, we'll we'll let you wait for that one but like we said the super bowl man this weekend coming up and we, we keep talking about it but this is the, the last chance to watch from football here in 2022 before we come back uh for college football and the nfl and everything starting up uh here next uh, next fall, so uh, there's there's a reason we're talking about it so much, without a doubt. With uh, L.A. Cincinnati uh, getting set for it, Cam, and uh, we're all super pumped for it and whatnot, and uh, can't wait. Uh, Ben's going to join us here on the show. Ben Troopman certainly can't can't wait for that. He's getting everything set up here. But man, what do you feel like? Yesterday we talked about the the one guy for each team, maybe two guys for each team that aren't talked about enough, right? That that. Uh, possibly can can have a Super Bowl where they come out of nowhere. Now I kind of want to talk about the opposite. Like, when you talk about offensively, defensively, can be a name that everybody knows, what's the key factor for, for each team? And you talk about e- each side of, of the ball as well. Who's that guy that absolutely needs to show up uh, for, for both these teams uh, when you talk offense and defense? Uh, I guess I'll start with the... Um... Cincinnati Bengals. I start with um, their defense. Um, in order them, in order for them to win this game, it's going to be the defense. I've heard about the O line and saying, "Well, what is the O line going to do with the Rams D line?" I, I, I mean, the Rams D line is going to do what the Rams D line does: dominate. Yeah. They dominate everybody. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll win the game. They've dominated plenty of games and not won games. Um, I think it's Cincinnati's defense only because you have Jesse Bates who is kind of a semi-all-pro. Then you got Trey Henderson, who a lot of people don't know. He played for the Saints uh, a few years ago where he was like top five in sacks. And he's going to be the key to that game. Can you get to Matthew Stafford and make him uncomfortable? And then you have a couple of other guys on that defense that, you know, make noise. And it's – everybody's been crediting Joe Burrow, and I credit Joe Burrow. I mean, it's his first full year. You've made it to the Super Bowl. You did essentially what Mahomes did in kind of like a shorter span of time because Mahomes – I mean, he had one year. Joe Burrow's kind of had one year plus four games, so it's kind of even. But if you look at the games against the uh, Oakland Raiders, 26 points. Uh, you go against Tennessee, I think you put up 19. Last week you put up 27. 
Joe Burrow's just not lighting up the scoreboard like we've seen Stafford, like we've seen Mahomes against Allen. He's not lighting up the scoreboard. That defense is showing up, though. Mm-hmm. Look at all the teams I just said. Tennessee, number one team in the AFC, top five offense. Uh, the Chiefs, we know what they are about. Uh, Oakland Raiders, we know what they're about. They're, they're still a solid team, but that defense showed up all the time. And in order to beat the Rams, got to stop Cooper Cup, who I think is the best wide receiver. Look with that. He, he, I mean, that, 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 that joke, that's a bad boy. You got to stop him. Then you got to stop OBJ. Mm. Then you got to stop Cam Akers in that backfield with a mix of Sonny Michelle. It's defense, man. I think they got to show up in order for them to win. So I'll go Cincinnati's defense. And, I mean, Rams is kind of easy. Like, they just got to come up on both sides. But I say the Rams offense versus uh, Cincinnati's defense. <sighs> Stop his Cooper Cup. Wow, that's Eli Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's made a, made a lot of waves in the uh, in the offseason or this uh, postseason, talking a lot. Uh, made a big play. Made made a play of the game uh, against uh, Kansas City right before the half. If you know, if if uh, if Tyreek Hill don't try to play a uh, hero ball, they probably just get a chance to kick a field goal, big stop. But I mean, uh, Eli Apple's going to have to have a key role because you're going to have to find a way to slow down Cooper Cup, man. Like you got to, you're not going to stop him. You got to slow down whoever that safety is over the top. Y'all gonna have to the same the same coverage you had against Tyreek Hill to get that pick in overtime to actually go down and kick the game with a field goal. It's kind of gonna you can't let Cooper Cup beat you. If you are Cincinnati on offense, quick game because that that D line gonna eat Aaron Donald. You know, I mean, Floyd, Von Miller. It's just too many variables. It's just too many variables. If you think you're gonna have nine sacks against Aaron Donald and company and win it, that's not. No, because because the other because that team actually has a real quarterback, not Ryan Tannehill. So, I think Cincinnati <laughs> gonna have to play off momentum, and I think momentum gonna have to be there. But I will say this: Cincinnati is a second half team. Like you yeah. look what Cincinnati did against Kansas City in the second half. That's very very impressive. If you can do it against, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and company, you can do it against most teams. Cincinnati gonna have to ride that wave, man, mm-hmm. and that wave of emotion, that wave of energy, that wave of excitement. But number ninety nine is a real person. Uh, <laughs> and he's he healthy. Looks, he looks like a creative character, <laughs> but no, he's no, real. He he's a real person, yeah. and uh, he's hungry. Uh, you saw him. His pep talk on the sideline said, look, I've done everything, but win the ring. This is my second two-ball appearance. Jalen Ramsey has told Jamar Chase, I, I'm, I, I feel as though I'm the number one DB in the league. I want Jamar Chase. Uh, Raheem Morris calling Eric Weddle back off the, off the couch. A lot of variables in this game. Cincinnati's in this game for a reason. They, they ain't just happy to be here. Yeah, I think. If Cincinnati can come out early and get a quick score, build some momentum, that might be it because they can't. I think second half, both of these teams are ready, but I think Cincinnati, man, you got Joe Cool, man. He, he's too young and naive to understand. I don't stop talking about the old Cincinnati. I want to hear about Boomer Sykes and Chad Ochoa, Ty Hushmanzada, and DJ Hushmanzada, and you know, Rudy Johnson. We've done what they never could do. Won the first home, uh, mm-hmm. uh, won the first, uh, you know, uh, playoff game away, and I win the Super Duper. PJ, Cam, I don't know if that's going to mean anything because you know they're like, I know this is going to be a really, really good game or a blowout. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an in-between, but I think for Cincinnati, they're going to have to get on the board early just to kind of make the Rams know, hey, dude, he's, they they pretty freaking good. But I would say the key to the game, T. Higgins. Because yeah. you know Jamar Chase going to get double, right? T. Higgins, go out there and do what you did in the second half. Everybody looking number one, no, you might want to look at 8-5. He's 6-5, so he should be easy to find. T. Higgins and Mexican might might have a lot to do with his uh, with his outcome, and that's actually where where I was going to go. That's a great leading into it uh, there. By the way, like uh, T. Higgins, like everyone talks about Jamar Chase as they should. He he is a monster. Uh, you guys have been talking about possibly, uh, not possibly, top five wide receiver in the league right now, pushing top three, and and I completely agree with you guys when you say that. 
and and you know talk about Joe Burrow, talk about him. I've been harping on the offensive line because you got to be able uh, to to get relief some sort of pressure off of Joe Burrow with that defensive line uh, that that Los Angeles has. But I think people forget about the other wide receivers on that unit uh, that the Bengals have at their disposal. And last person you said, forget about Joe Mixon. If Joe Burrow is getting pressured and running all over the place, and for some reason that passing game just isn't working, Joe Mixon has to be able to be utilized in this offense. You go back and look. I, I just did while y'all were talking. He's been a, a instrumental part of this offense throughout the postseason and in games like you said, where they haven't lit up the scoreboard. They haven't uh, necessarily, you know, blown people out. It's been a close one-score game every single game for the Bengals. And Joe Mixon each time has. It's not 150 yards and four touchdowns, right? But it's it's reliable, 50 to 80 yards on the ground, 40 to 70 yards through the air. You need to have him in this offense to be able to keep that pressure off of Joe Burrow, keep that pressure off of the passing game, and that allows uh, more you know passes to be able to be hit over the top as well. So I feel like maybe the focus isn't on him enough. I feel like Joe Mixon could be a huge part of this game, uh, for the Bengals, when you talk about that offense, uh, with how how productive they exactly are, well, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm I never played in the Super Bowl, so I'm always jealous of any team in one. Uh, but it's something about being young, man, and not and, and and building your own legacy. Jamar Chase couldn't catch nothing in the preseason, catch everything in the regular season. Joe Burrow, you finally let him have a full healthy season, and the world. It's kind of, you know, kind of like taking it back by this dude. Like, everybody, like, you know, Joe Cool, all these different things. But you got to finish it. Because, you know, it's a bunch of feel-good stories. Can Joe Burrow, can, can Joe Burrow look at Matthew Stafford and go, look, man, I'm, you were one of the face of the NFL. I'm trying to be the face of the NFL. Because if I win the Super Duper in my second year, can I go on a Patrick Mahomes-type run to where now they consider me the great, the best in the game because I went to four straight AFC championship games, two Super Bowls, one Super Bowl championship. Hey, man, could the world really be turned over, turned on his end about the freaking Cincinnati Bengals? <laughs> I, we'll see. I will say this. It's a lot of the line for both teams. A lot. And I, I've been hearing all week, oh, it's more, Rams have more pressure. I disagree. I think it's about even. And the only reason why I say that is the Bengals, nobody expected this. Absolutely. They're 10, they went 10-7. Nobody expected this. They lost to the Jets, Mike White, um, in like week five or six. Nobody expected this. But um, have you seen the AFC? Yeah. I mean, Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen. Uh, if Tennessee gets a quarterback, I think Tennessee's the best team in the AFC. P- players are not going anywhere. So this is your one opportunity. I don't know if you're going to get this shot again. I mean, we talk about Mahomes. How many rings Mahomes got? One. One. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mahomes is one and one in Super Bowls. He's going to four straight AFC championships. He's two and two. Um, and he's had he has no. He's played. one. He's one. He's one and two in Super Bowl. He's been to two. Oh yeah, he's been to two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So he's um one and one in that. But what I will say is this about um Mahomes though. He hasn't played a, a, a role playoff game at all in his career. So there's margin for error in that. But if you're Joe Burrow, you got to seek the opportunity right now. It's hard to be the team that's playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Bengals have nothing to lose. Now, I, I do feel like it's pressure, but they have nothing to lose. They go out there and lose 42 to 10, nobody's saying nothing. Yeah, you want to know way, why? Yeah. Because we didn't expect them to be here. Yeah. We expect that. Vegas opens Rams as like a five-point favorite. That's a lot of points in the NFL game. Yeah, Five points, that's 
a touchdown, basically. And I, I, I think if you're the Bengals, you got to seize this moment. If you're the Rams, you know what's up. It's mm-hmm. no, we're we not coming in the locker room telling you, hey, guys, we got to seize this moment. It's like we come in the locker room, y'all ready to play. Because yeah. this is your last shot if you're the Rams. You don't get this shot again. Right. I don't know if Cincinnati gets the shot, but I know for sure Rams don't take. You don't think control- it's, I, I, that's why? I, that's why it might be the Rams, man. Aaron Donald. I don't think Taylor they get this Ramsey, shot again. Yeah, John McVay. Because uh, it's a lot of Odell. money. Listen, the the, the 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 biggest superstar in the whole thing is might be Odell. Odell. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's everything you want, man. Start stepping on both sides. But look, what we love, we love when things go not according to plan. Cincinnati get it done. That's going to be freaky to say, right? The Cincinnati Bengals are the twitter twitter twitter. Twi- twi- yeah. <laughs> It'd be the worst the thing of my life. And you know the stuff going on sale, right? All yeah. these fake Cincinnati fans. Yeah. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Ago. They won two games two and, years and ago. And last oh year God. they won four. Yeah. They was right there with the Falcons pick four. Uh, Cincinnati pick five this year. That's where they got Chase. Mm-hmm. And I know people are like, well, why we didn't get Chase? Kyle Pitts is a good player. Let's not do that now. <laughs> Let's not do that. Jamar Chase is just with Joe Burrow. They're having a nice season, but. I'm looking forward to it. Huh? I'm looking forward to it. You got to think too, with what you said about the AFC. The thing about it's it's crazy how you look at how quickly the game progresses. Two three years ago, we were like, man, the AFC you know, loaded with. Look at all the quarterbacks that are around the AFC, AFC and the NFL and everything like that. All, all the old heads, right, that have now moved on. Other than Aaron Rodgers, who who's still who's still in the game for now, but. You look back at the history of the AFC, and it proves your point. You look back 10, 15, whatever years, it's Pat Mahomes, it's Tom Brady, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, and Peyton Manning. And Joe Flacco. That's, that's, that's pretty and much that's it. it. And, and then there's Joe Flacco. But, I mean, Joe Flacco went in there, and the Ravens, they, they took their chance, and they made the most of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they knew they weren't coming that's back. That's all I'm saying is right now with the Bengals, you got to be able to take I mean, it's and scary. make the most You're of it playing because they replaced all age. those guys that yeah. we just said, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, now it's Pat Mahomes and, and, and y'all Josh are all Allen the same and Lamar age, Jackson. too. Yeah. That's yeah. the bad part. You're yeah. the same age. You have the worst roster yeah. out of no all one, those No teams. one saw Joe Burrow being this good, this fast, this no. impactful, this fast. He's the dangerous one because Pat Mahomes got the guys around him. Yep. Those guys, you know, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis they got Kelsey. The teams. He don't. But the thing about Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's doing it with guys yeah. on a rookie contract. Yeah. Yep. I'm telling y'all, yeah. man, if, they, if they win this yeah. thing, take notice of them Bengals, if man. If they draft them. well and get some free agents, they're going to be even better because they have the worst roster. out of the, They had the worst roster in the playoffs this year. Their defense is... I, I mean, it's, it's okay, but their O-line is terrible. Pittsburgh was in the playoffs. you got to remember that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would say, I would say that quarterback. They got T.J. They got T.J. They got Nigel Harris. They got Mika. They got Mika. You guys named our two pro ballers. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about old Pittsburgh. Maybe if y'all had Joe Cool, y'all may, y'all may have made the Super Bowl, too. But no, nah, I mean. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. No, but you're right. You're right. I mean, look, man, this is this is second down. Uh, filling in for Christian Gokel, man, my apologies for my lateness. That is Cam Urser. That is P.J. Zuko. And when we come back, everybody want to talk about the trade deadline in the National Basketball Association. We're going to try to dive into it. This is second down. Welcome back to second down. I am Ben True filling in for Christian Gokel. That is P.J. Zuko. Cam, Cam Urser, that's Cam with a K for, your, for those of you who don't know. Look, man, breaking down all things Super Bowl. NBA trade deadlines, uh, you know, uh, I mean, just management. We talk about mental health, all different things. But unless you live under the rock, the NBA made some ginormous trades yesterday, Cam. I'm going to let you, you know, take the lead on this one. But NBA trade deadlines, what makes the NBA trade deadline the most 
I mean, most times in the trade in the NFL, no one really knows. Trades in the MLB, no one cares. Uh, NHL, well, they play on the golf network. That just show you how much you care about uh, hockey for those who really love hockey. But Cam, I mean, obviously CJ McCullum was the talk of the trade deadline. I mean, the trades yesterday. But uh, today, uh, I think we still got some time. But do you see some big time trades coming up? And, and is there a certain player do you think needs to be needs to move on to another squad? Ah. Uh. I say this like the NBA trade deadline and NBA free agency is like the best thing when it comes to sports. Like they they just entertain it so much, like they promote it so much, it's it's ridiculous. But um today, I would more than likely say I would like to see James Harden out of there, out of Brooklyn. Um it's the continuous pouting. Like I, I love James Harden. I think you know that. I've told you how good I think James Harden is, but you just kind of like piled your way out of Houston yep. last year, and now you're in Brooklyn. You got what you want in Brooklyn. You're not even – I don't know if we're a year in or you may be a little year into just being in Brooklyn, and you already won out. There's been rumors saying you don't, you're don't. you pushing the fact of wanting out and to go to Philly. And if they don't take you – if they don't trade you to Philly, you're opting out in the offseason anyway to go there for free agency. Um, that's the move I'm looking for forward to at least for today as far as yesterday you know like you said we saw cj um bucket cj mccullum go to the new orleans pelicans which i think is a it's, it's an okay move it was a good move for portland creates cap space get some um draft picks and things of that nature but when zion comes back in new orleans you could possibly make the playoffs is he coming back ever is he coming back i don't i don't <laughs> think so he's out Jesus. of shape i don't think so that's but, embarrassing, Zion, man. I mean, I, I'm praying for him, but come on, Zion. My favorite trade yesterday, which I think it was, it's going to stand as the best trade, even if James Harden gets traded, was Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis, um, the Kings and Pacers. And I know people like, Kings and Pacers? Well, for the people that don't know, the Pacers haven't picked in the top 10 in the, in the last three decades. So they're a really good team. You know, they're a really good team. Before the Malice of the Palace, they were going to win the championship. They really year. was. They, they were. were. They were. They were the best team that year. Not a lot of people know that. Go look at the documentary on Netflix. But um, Halliburton's a young stud, and it's been reports saying he found out, like, just off of social media, started crying, saying he wanted to help the Kings build that foundation. He's they ain't, they, they ain't, ain't even show him that respect to – No. Man. Man, in Sacramento, they need to go to Seattle. Um, they haven't made the playoffs since, like, 05. And they just I mean, traded I, the I best like thing that, that's happened that sh- to them. Like that shows why, yeah, right? Exactly. There. Just, like, Sacramento, like you were yeah. talking about with with good organizations yes. and bad, bad organizations. Yes, they, yes. You have one in Indiana is making a trade to make their team better, yep. and and Sacramento just nixing and and doing. They traded the best oh thing God. that's happened to them yeah. since like Chris Webber. The kid's averaging seventeen, eight and eight, forty one percent from the three. He's hitting the three. He's one of the best young stars in the league. You trade for some bonus, and you claim you're in win now mode, but you're. 13th seed in the West, and you're not going to even make the play in at this point. It's just some weird stuff going on in the deadline, but, I mean, how do you guys feel about, you know, today's news, possibly James Harden going to Philly for Ben Simmons, and um, I want to say it's Tyrese Maxey and Andre Drummond. Ooh, Andre Drummond still in the NBA? Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, one way or another. Andre Drummond's still in his 20s. Yeah, I, and I would say long. this. Andre Drummond is a part of that. That Dwight Howard Shaq legacy of can't shoot free throws. I can't. I, yeah. That 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 bothers yeah. me. The thing about Ben Simmons is this: I don't get. It. I I get what Ben Simmons could be. We've been saying that since he came out of LSU, number one overall pick. I get it. He's saying I don't want to play for Philly. That scares me if I'm Brooklyn, because you know I mean at the, at the, at the end at the end of the day, 
you know, uh, he goes to Brooklyn. Cause that's the only thing. That, that's the only thing you got to get a super. You got to get a young superstar for a current superstar, mm-hmm. uh, and a guy like James. So James Harden deserves to be out of uh, out of out of Brooklyn. Listen, I love you, Kyrie. I love what you stand for, but I can't deal with you. Kyrie is a lot. Listen, Kyrie is a lot to deal with, like a lot. I mean, he's gonna give the most interesting inter- post game interviews you're ever gonna hear. But then you don't know. But he can't even play in LA. He can't even play in California, right? Can't even play at home. I ain't never seen nothing like it. So James Harden said, look, man, I wanted to be a part of the show. I didn't want to be the freaking, I didn't want to be a part of the freak show. So, yes, I hope I hope uh, either way he's going to end up in Philly. Either they're going to trade him in Philly and try to get something for him, or he's going to, like you said, opt out at the end of the year. I mean, PJ, I mean, your thoughts on it? Because at the end of the day, Ben Simmons is a curious case. Kyrie Irving, who knows? But, yes, James Harden, James Harden's the only dude I ever seen lose 20 pounds from the flight from Houston to freaking Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know how he did that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I think James Harden deserved to either try to try to finish his career with a superstar like Joel Embiid. Yeah, he he took he took tips from uh, like the boxers and the UFC fighters and whatnot. Because I mean, you know, you've heard stories of them putting on weight and putting getting off of weight, you know, super quick within a week or two. Uh, for for fights, uh, but no, nah, I mean, all jokes aside, whatever. Uh, with the Ben Simmons side of things, I, like you said, I kind of want to see him traded because, uh, again, like everything that's transpired throughout the the off season and the postseason last year, and just him and the people on that roster and the people in that city just just don't mix. For one, in Philadelphia, and two, it's always been about his potential. And his potential is extraordinary. But he needs something and someone to hone him in on it and develop him to meet that potential or at least grasp some of it. And can you imagine if he can go to Brooklyn and learn from Kevin Durant? Have Kevin Durant in practice every single day and mm-hmm. kind of on his shoulder. That's the disconnect that I, I get from that because I actually agree with you. But it's like, do you want to learn? Because he's played with great players. Play with Joel. Joel and B could be the best player yeah. in basketball the any, any day he wanted to. Yeah. They, they can be, but they butt heads 24-7. But here's the thing. So, he also had Jimmy Butler. Yep. Jimmy Buckets. You, you see what Jimmy Butler's doing in Miami? He yep. took him to the finals. Now yep. they're the best team in the East. He's he's played with great players. It comes at some point. Do you just want to get better or do you just want to make this money? Now, I ain't mad at the brother for making the money. You making 150. <laughs> That's I what ain't we're mad all trying to do, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I ain't yeah. mad at him. No. But the thing is, Ben Simmons gets a jump shot. It's been on record by scouts saying he's like the second coming. I'm not saying he is LeBron. But you're talking about the size, the skill set, the passing ability, the defending. You just get a mid-range. You somewhat of a comp to LeBron James. I'm not saying you are. But you're somewhat of a comp because – he does everything LeBron does outside of shoot the ball. Yeah. yeah. And as far as James Harden, I think he wants out of Brooklyn because, like you said, the Kyrie situation. But also, he didn't go to Brooklyn to be the man. No, he right didn't. now he's the man. Yeah, right now he is the man yeah. from injury. And mm-hmm. I, I just will say this: the NBA is always intriguing because the NBA is about the players. It's all about the players. You think of a team, you give me, you give me a name. Ben Simmons is a curious case because, I mean, Ben Simmons got a chance to be, you know. Dwight Howard, I remember him was at Orlando, never could shoot, but he was the guy, right? Left Orlando, and obviously won a chip with the Lakers, but he's never been the same guy. Ben Simmons, I think what scares Ben Simmons is he knows, man, I don't know if I can be Giannis. I don't know if I'm ready to be the face of the NBA. But if I'm that good in a big time, in a, in a, I play for teams that matter. Philly matters. Brooklyn matters. So I, I can't get away from that. But if I can't handle what Doc Rivers says, who was established, 
Can I handle what Steve Nash says? That that's the thing, because Steve Nash gonna have to criticize yeah. you. Because right. Steve Nash, like, I'm getting tired of getting asked all these questions. Is Kevin Durant ready to be a ready, ready to be that uh, a Kobe type teammate? Because Kobe was Kobe was demanding. Yeah, Kobe Kobe was demanding on Shaq, and yeah. I think that thing Jimmy Butler is the type of teammate most players need. They just can't handle him. Mm-hmm. But you look at the result down in Miami because he he was doing that with Big Cat and Andrew Wiggins and all the guys we, you know, in Minnesota. So I think Ben Simmons gonna need some tough love, man. And unfortunately for players like him, the only way you're going to get the best out of him is not by coddling him, not by trying to say the right things. You're going to say, Ben Simmons, look, man, you're one of the best players in the world, and you don't play. Get in the gym mm-hmm. and go shoot. Get in the man. gym, go, go shoot, humble yourself, and understand, man, you got a chance. Because right now, Giannis coming to the league, I never saw him becoming what he became. But he worked on his game. And James Harden might not like the fact that if I was seven feet tall, I could run down, and I could, and I could score a year with back-to-back MVPs, and he got that chip in Milwaukee. So get on. So there's levels of this, James, and you ain't on this level yet until you get that chip. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I just think that at the end of the day, Ben Simmons needs. Uh, he need to get. He need to get humble pie, and he need to eat all of it. And understand, <laughs> look, dude, you killing yeah. everybody that's around you right now because you're not on the court. Every time y'all lose, how many points could you have contributed? Right. High percentage shots. Yeah. Getting to the rack yeah. and defending. Yeah. All I'm saying is, man. You don't want to fade away, man. Kyrie Irving, we love him, man, but he's going to be doing more for the antics if you don't get back to that chip. And Ben Simmons, you can't even shoot. Drink, dr- you know, Andre Drummond and boys can't shoot. Dwight Howard still can't shoot. Still in the NBA. How could you be in the NBA, can't shoot? That's like being in Major League Baseball and can't hit. Like being a quarterback and can't throw. I will never, ever understand it, but that's why they play. That's why I do radio. I am being true. That is P.J. Zuko, Cam Mercery. This is second down, filling in for Christian Gokel. And when we come back, man, I'm, you know, I got to go, I got to go, you know, see what Kevin and BJ doing. Gonna talk about this thing called mental health because while we're talking about Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, I think it's a deeper issue that people don't seem to understand. Pressure is a privilege, but pressure can also bust pipes. Well, presented by the Uniform Source here on ESPN Radio, PJ Zuko, Cam Ursery here with you as uh, Christian Gokel out for today, but we'll look forward to getting him back here. Uh, for the rest of the week, and certainly looking forward uh, to his opinions on everything that's going on today. Of course, looking forward to the Super Bowl as well. We'll make our picks here later in the week, and uh, certainly can't wait about that. But we talked about that. We talked about the the NBA trade discussions and just kind of everything that's that's been going on lately, especially when you talk about some of those guys, right? Ben Simmons meeting his potential. Uh, Kyrie Irving and just everything he brings to the table, right? Not saying agree, disagree, but he can be a polarizing person and, and personality. James Harden can be the same way on and off the court as well. And we've heard a lot of different things. I mean, we've discussed Russell Westbrook off off air and just all the things he's been going through this year. Um, you've had many people come out in the NBA over the past five or six years from DeMar DeRozan to Kevin Love, becoming more aware and talking more about mental health in sports. And I know uh, Christian has a shirt that says, you know, mental health on it, and he likes to talk about it as well, and as something that, that we like to discuss on air, off air, because you got to make sure at the end of the day and, you know, all the time, whether you're on the court or off the court, that your mental is, is right and it's in the right spot. Um, and, you know, I feel like a lot with a lot of these trade discussions – that can be a big part of this process is guys maybe not even playing at their best, maybe not even because anything physically, but kind of what's what's going on between the ears. So, like, that is a huge thing 
of course, not only in sports, just just all around. Mental health is huge. Um, I relay that message to my little sister. Um, love my little sister. She's a four year with four years apart. I relay it. Really relay this message to my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, anybody you need to talk to, my friends, come holler at me because mental health is real. And I don't think people are understanding that, but I'm glad nowadays that people are starting to, you know, listen a little bit more and becoming open to it because it it is a real thing. I don't want to, I'm never going to sit here and say, oh, you're not mentally ill. You'll be okay. Get over it. No, that's how we should not handle things like that in society, especially with social media going on and we're able to look on social media and the comparisons come up between me and this person or this person and that person. It's, it's just completely insane how mental health has flipped throughout the years. And now we're attacking it and I can, condo- and, and, and I love it, but I will say this about Ben Simmons. I will say this about other guys. There have been reports saying Ben Simmons is not necessarily his mental health. He just doesn't want to play. So I think some people don't abuse the mental yeah. health thing because there are people that actually sure. are going through yeah. mental health crisis and they're going through stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't abuse it because you don't want to play. Come out publicly, you know, be big about it and say, I just don't want to play. Same with Calvin Ridley. There have been reports where we see where he's recently requested a trade from the Falcons. And some people are saying um, that it's not necessarily mental health, which I don't want to sit there and say that. I believe it is. I do believe it. But there are people out there saying, you know, if it was mental health, what are you requesting a trade for? You know, if it's not football, what are you requesting a trade for? What are you asking to leave Atlanta for? Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's where the questions come up. Are you saying that because right now in society, the mental health stigma is, oh, we're going to use this word and this phrase to say, oh, it's my mental health. That's why I don't want to play. But when you get what you want, you play. Because if Ben Simmons gets traded to Brooklyn, and this is this, he has to be careful about this. If he gets traded to Brooklyn and he plays next week, what happened to the mental health issues that you had? Yeah. And that's what I think is where Brooklyn and Philly could have a possible problem because if Brooklyn acquires Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, if he was smart, he wouldn't play the next couple of, couple of weeks, maybe the next month. Because it's like, I just told Philly I can't play because of my mental health. I'm going to play as soon as I get traded to Brooklyn. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, guys, I'm good to go. My mental health is all right. I'm straight. No. That's not how it works. And I think people have to take this thing a little bit more serious. I see a lot more athletes speaking up about it. Hayden Hurst did. Shout out to Hayden Hurst. You could tell a lot of it's genuine. Matt Ryan has spoken up about it. So I salute pro athletes, people such as ourselves doing radio, just people in general that um, speak up about it. Because it's not easy to say, I'm mentally ill. I'm not feeling great today. I'm mentally not there today. But also, we have to give grace to people. We have to, like, understand, okay. You're not having a great day. Take the day off. Mm-hmm. You're not having a great day. Just go about your day. We're going to cover you for you today. Tell me if you could come in tomorrow. Do you need the week off? Okay, but we're going to need you next week. Just take that week off to get a breather. You got to work around things because we're in a new day of age. Social media is prominent. And times times is hard. We're in a pandemic. Times is really hard. Yeah, still. And that, that, that's part of the weight of that, I feel like, still kind of weighs people down and whatnot. But, no, that's exactly right, and I completely agree with, with all of that. You have to be understanding and, and you know, willing to, to be there, first of all, and willing to pick up the slack if that's needed uh, to, to be able to give people time, that, that, that time and, and space and whatever they need to, to be able to figure it out. And a lot of times, 99% of the time, like you said, uh, just, just kind of talking about it in general, 
99% of the time, you don't want to talk about it. But that's I, I do want to say, like, that's insanely important is communication and being able to talk to people about it and sift through those things, right, and and be able to figure out kind of what, what's going on. Because even just sharing it a lot of the times uh, can can help in a big way. It doesn't solve every problem, but getting it out there is is a big part. So first of all, wanted wanted to, to say that. Like you said, be aware of it. And, you know, yeah, if you're if you're going through something, you go to the people who care about you and know are going to tell the truth to you and, and listen to you and be compassionate and, and, and talk about those things because it's when you keep it in, that's when the problems come, right? But uh, getting back to, as you said, getting back to the, the sports side of things and whatnot, yeah, that, that abuse can't, can't be there, right? You, you got to be able to discern uh, what's what and, and figure that out. And if you're just not, if you just don't want to play somewhere, and that that's why you're not playing basketball, like that that's that's the reason, right? You don't want to be on that team. That's the reason, not necessarily mental health. So I agree with you there too, like like absolutely. But uh, but what we talked about, one of the examples as well, Russell Westbrook. You know, you you, you have that situation uh, earlier this week. You were talking about them in, in a corner, and, and the crowd yelling, "Don't shoot!" Basically, and and a guy that. We've seen hit huge threes in the past. Uh, has had strut, you know struggles this year shooting the ball. Hesitated, ended up pulling the trigger. Of course, missed really badly. Like I feel like that's huge. We talk about guys being unflappable on the basketball court or on the football field or whatever. But I mean, they, they hear all this stuff. I mean, they they get that pressure as well. How much do you think? Because I know you're very close to to the Lakers and this whole Russell Westbrook thing. I've respected. Russell Westbrook for the longest time, and when I heard that he was going to be playing with LeBron, man, I was out of this world yeah. about it. Now, obviously, he's he's been in a funk all year, right? How much of that do you think could be just too much getting in between get getting in between the earlobes? Man, it's 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 a lot. Um, he's in a bad situation right now because, like I said, I think Westbrook is a great guy. Um, I I think people forget athletes are humans as well. They're they're not just these guys that you know shut up and dribble they're athletes um they're athletes but they're also human mm-hmm. and they have a voice Westbrook does a lot of the community for wherever he's at whether it's OKC Houston Washington he does a lot of good things for his community and he's from LA and I felt bad for him when they were booing him I felt bad for him when they said don't shoot the ball because that's your hometown and he stated before the season I'm coming back to LA this is my hometown I want to put on for my city and your city's kind of barking back at you and saying, well, we don't want you here. We don't applaud you. Just last night, he turned over the ball on a fast break. He could have went up for the layup, may have gotten blocked, may have finished the layup, turns it over, crowd start booing again. And I'm just like, dang, I feel bad for Westbrook. And that right there could mess up your mental psyche most definitely. When you're playing at home, you got your daughter and your your, your um your wife right here on court side, and you got your best friends coming to the game to watch you play, you're benched in the fourth quarter. You've never had that in your entire career. True. We're talking about a dude that yeah. is a first ballot. Say this again. First ballot Hall of Famer. Averaged a triple-double for four straight years being benched in the fourth quarter. And you're down 20, 25. And when you're benched, the team makes a run. And it's, it just looks bad. And I know that can mess with his mental psyche, and you see him coming out saying – he doesn't understand why he's being benched. I do understand why he's being benched. But I can understand he's messing with his mental psyche, and then he's in trade talks, and it's like, dang, I'm in L.A. I'm comfortable. This is where my family and kids, I want them at. 
So people have to remember athletes are actual humans. They're just not people that just, you know, play the, play the sport, go home, and they, you know, go back to their millions of dollars. Yeah, they do that, but they still have a mental thing to go through. And it's, it's really tough for Westbrook. I could tell. I've never seen him in this type of funk. Like, Westbrook's had bad games, but he's always been a confident, confident player. I, I'm watching Lakers games thoroughly. He is not a comfortable player. He's mm-hmm. not confident anymore. And that makes me – I don't want to trade him because he's not good enough. I want to trade him because I don't want to see Westbrook go out like this. Yeah. I think that's the best thing you could possibly do. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully no matter what, uh, he's able to to progress and, and get through all that and whatnot. And we'll see what happens with, with the Lakers moving forward. And not only that, but but Russell Westbrook, of course, is he playing somewhere else before the before we hit this uh, trade deadline? And if that can turn things around. I mean, turn things around. It's It's funny, kind of going through an interesting thing like this, in, in Houston, I believe, he goes to Washington last year, the last couple of years, and played really well. So that, you know, provided a lot of encouragement when he came with the Lakers and now kind of going through this again. So hopefully able to work through it, and we'll see what happens with, with Russell Westbrook and the Lakers uh, moving forward. But, yeah, again, just want, want to kind of round it out. Uh, love that, that in sports uh, this is becoming more of a, of a prominent thing, and just in the world today, in society today, uh, becoming more of a prominent thing because – uh, at the end of the day, I got it before anything else. Got to make sure uh, that the mental is is in check and in place. And if if you're having a day, if you're having a moment, if you're having you know a month or whatever, got to be able to communicate that as well with with people uh, that you care about. Even even work uh, from time to time. So be sure to do that. This is my encouragement to do that. I have a friend that calls it a, a mental boom. Sometimes you can just wake up one day and boom, just everything's kind of. Going it's crazy, to me right? Plenty of time. Exactly. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is is communicate about it. But I'll tell you, as as someone who goes through stuff like that a lot, yeah. talk to people, communicate, go through it, and and uh, try and figure it out from there. We'll see what can happen progressing moving forward uh, with that. Not only in sports, but but throughout the world today as well. But we'll come back. Get ready for three and out here on second down, uh, presented by the Uniform Source on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. Second down here presented by the Uniform Source on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Cam Ursary here with you. Getting you set for three and out coming up next at the top of the hour. Uh, Christian Gokel going to be back here hopefully as the week rounds out in the next couple days. Getting set for the Super Bowl and uh, making our picks here soon with that as well. So uh, looking forward to, to getting him back. But uh, pink, uh, Cam it's been a great show. Fun to have Ben Troop here on with us for a little bit as well. But looking forward to three and out. You have uh, Chris Rim, uh, the guy that will join the guys from AtlantaFalcons.com and uh, Liberty Justice and Ball. You have Bill Conley on the show today joining uh, the guys from three and out from ESPN.com as well. You have uh, Jermichael Finley, uh, former uh, Tennessee tight end Super Bowl champ there with the Packers. Looking forward to this, so be sure to, to be around for this here later on three and out an uncommon and unfinished a book giveaway uh of course written up by bj bennett and uh, ben troop uh, all about ben troop's life and whatnot so be sure to be around for that there with on three and out maurice claret former national championship ohio state running back will be on the show later as well uh there at five o'clock i'll be sure to not be here for that as he's an Ohio State Buckeye, and we we don't we don't get along too well. No, I'm just kidding. But no, certainly look forward to that as well, and uh, also looking forward to, to some big shows throughout the rest of the week there on three and out too. But Cam, 
Great to, to be here with you today and whatnot. Looking forward to it, to a big show here on 3 and Out and whatnot, especially with that book giveaway as well. we got some, some good things happening here. You have the Valentine's giveaway. Be sure to call in for that um, with you know everything you got going on there. Just call in. Give us your name and number. Sign up for, for the giveaway. You have the book giveaway coming up later on 3 and Out as well. So certainly looking forward to that. But uh, for Christian Gokel, I am PJ Zuko and Cam Ursary. This is Ben. Second down, presented by the Uniform Source here on ESPN Radio every weekday at 2 o'clock. Stay tuned for 3 and out.